What would you do on the last week of your life? If you had one week to live, what would you do? That's my question. People might take a line of credit and go and go gambling, spend money, buy expensive things. And many other things that you don't want to mention. But Jesus, on the last week of his life, he goes somewhere and he meets someone. That's the story I want to share with you today. But before I get started with the message, let's pray. Jesus, we honor you. We thank you, God, for your unfailing, unconditional love. Lord, we can't even imagine where we would be without you. So, Lord, only you know what each and every one in this place is going through. Lord, speak to each and every one, wherever they are at. Let your word come alive. Help me as well, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles or if you have an app, you can go to Luke chapter 19. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 10. And then I'm going to break it down for you. Verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. Verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Verse 7. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because this man is legit this man is a son sorry that's not in your bible i just made that this man too is a son of abraham for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost amen what would you do on the last week of your life jesus goes to jericho and meets this man called zacchaeus there must be something really significant, something really important for someone to do something on the last days of their lives. We might gather our families and friends and share how much we love them. But here we see Jesus was always full of love, full of acceptance. And he comes on this journey to Jericho. We don't know exactly uh, any other reasons why he would come or any other uh, passages that show that he knows about Zacchaeus or that but he just comes there because there's a purpose. Even in the last moment in Jesus' life, he's still seeking and saving the lost. On the cross, he's hanging, dying, and he's still loving the lost. Church, I'm here to share with you that no matter what you're going through, even if it looks like you're at the end of your rope, still don't forget that this love he has poured out into you it is your mission to go out into the highways and byways and share the love of jesus not preach at them until they turn blue 
but you go there and be real and you say this is what the lord has done man i was depressed i was suicidal but the lord met me one night when i was 6 years old i was at a very po- low point in my life as a child i've been through so many abuses so many pain so many heartbreaks my parents left me to go work abroad and i was raised by my grandparents and they were wonderful but there were many abuses that took place and at 6 years old i would bang my head against the concrete wall because i couldn't deal with this pain i didn't know how to verbalize it i didn't know how to communicate it i don't know how to get healing and i grew up hiding it i grew up in the church but i grew up hiding it and i got so good at hiding it at church i would be this perfect boy but during the week i would be broken and hopeless until one night the love of jesus became so real became so tangible and i felt the lord say to me without me there is no way therefore with me there is the way without me there's no hope but with me you have all the hope that you need and that night on my 16th birthday transformed my life things didn't get easier but now i had a purpose and a passion and a reason for living and all of you have stories maybe you feel like the zacchaeus zacchaeus he was a chief tax collector so let's talk about that so he is living in jericho he's a jew the land of jericho belongs to the jews but they were overtaken by the romans so the romans are ruling but zacchaeus was referred to as small as short My first point I want to share with you is don't let your inadequacies don't dwell on your inadequacies because that's going to short circuit your divine opportunities. This Zacchaeus was referred to as the short guy. Man, what do you want to be known for? I don't want to be known as the short short guy. You know that guy sh- Deshaun was a wee little man and a wee little man. Was- no man, don't sing that song. I hate that song. What do you want to be known for? Zacchaeus was known he was ridiculed and he's labeled as short. What is the labels that you've been carrying? What are the masks you've been wearing? What are the things people been putting on you? Because the more you listen to it, the more you dwell on it, the more you allow it to enter into your heart. This is why in the scripture it says guard your heart. The more you allow the crowd's opinion the more it's going to short circuit your divine destiny because every day there's opportunities for you to minister to somebody we went to calgary and uh, i didn't know what to expect really i was just excited about this whole conference my wife w- went and got signed up for life insurance because i was going to stay at a uh, airbnb for the first time at some stranger's house she was really concerned she called up our, our, our ministers from church had an intercession and prayer and fasting Long story short, I want to tell you the lady that I stayed in her home as I'm speaking to her about casual things, I'm praying for her. I'm like, "Lord, give me something. Give me somehow help me to connect with her. Lord, I have nothing in common with her, and I'm here only for 2 days, and I don't have time to preach at her. Can you just make a way for me? Because I want this person to meet you. Do you know that the presence of God comes with you all the time? not only at church 
Because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So wherever you go, you carry the presence of God. When you walk into a room, the atmosphere sh- sh- should change, should shift. The atmosphere, wherever you go, when you go to your workplace, when you go to your school, when you are even in a problem, you bring the presence of God in there. So after the conference, we come home, or I come home, um, and uh, God, the Lord already did something in her heart. And she was, she herself wanted to know about this Jesus. She wanted to know who this Jesus was. And so God led me in a way, not to be pushy, but to share the love of God. And that night, she accepted Jesus into her heart. Man, I'm an introvert. I don't like this. I said, everyone, you know, like I've been in church ministry for a long time. And maybe this is your first time here. But, oh, Welcome home. You belong here. Don't go to any other church. This is the place to be. I grew up in the church and I was a leader and this and that. And then they were, they were like anointing elders, making people elders from leaders to elders. And I'm like, please, Lord, please. I don't want to be an elder because I knew my time was coming. And I'm like, please don't make me anything. I'll, I'll clean. I'll pack up the PA. And then God said, okay, fine. I won't make you an elder. A few years later, I got ordained with my wife as pastors. So it was like a joke God had. Fine, I won't make you an elder, but you're going to be a pastor. So God can take your inadequacy. I, in school presentation, I would be so scared. Man, I would be in the bathroom. I'd be hiding under the desk. Don't let your inadequacy limit the divine opportunities God is bringing to your life. And I got promoted in worldly jobs. Like I worked in banks and things like that. And I had no qualification. But God shows his favor. I got promoted. I'm telling you that because we would have to go to fancy dinners and lunches with like lawyers and all these big people who drive expensive cars. And I'm like in my 92 Accord. I'm like, I feel so embarrassed even parking beside them. They all see me when I open the door. They, they can hear the, the rust and the all. But you're always on assignment. When you allow God to use you, you say, Lord, I have nothing to offer. But if you would be kind enough to use me, I want to be that servant. I want to be that donkey. I want to be your hands and feet, Lord. Just take me wherever you want me to go. So we be, I be sitting with these expensive people. And they were like, fine dining. And I'm like, I don't even know which cutlery, to, cutlery to, like what order. Because uh, in my culture, you eat with your hands. So uh, it's a big jump, if you know what I mean. And I'm like, Lord, this is a, a divine opportunity. I don't feel like talking to them. I'm scared. But it's a divine opportunity. I'm going to go for it. And I just start a simple conversation. And the Lord comes in there and shifts the atmosphere. Just out of obedience. Just out of taking a risk. You know, if Peter was analyzing, can I put my feet out the boat and am I going to float? He fixed his eyes on Jesus. That was it. He fixed his eyes, his gaze on Jesus. And he walked on water. If you want to walk through miracle signs and wonders in your life, not just in the church, but in your personal life, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep tuned to his frequency. And so we start talking. I start, I, I'm so used to saying we. I say we. But I start talking to these lawyers. 
and then there was a breakthrough and he started opening up about his problems right in the fine dining meeting time we had so i just want to tell you don't despise small beginnings maybe you're a supply teacher maybe you are construction worker maybe you work in the warehouse maybe nobody sees your face maybe you do things behind the scenes and you are like thinking lord maybe when i finish theology and get a degree and a masters then maybe lord you can use me i've said that but that's that's a lie from the enemy because the enemy always comes to whisper in your ear and tell you you are not worthy look at you what you did last week look at you the way you snapped at your kids this morning they spilled they spilled strawberry milk this morning you flipped out and in one hour you're going to go preach happen it's real don't let your limitations limit what god wants to do in your life and it doesn't matter your beginning but your present matters when you have an encounter with jesus jesus is not talking to the crowd jesus is talking to you he is coming to zacchaeus the chief tax collector the man who was so good at robbing his own people he's robbing from his own jewish people to give it to the enemy the romans he works for the rrs the roman revenue services and he's so good at robbing his people that they promoted him to chief tax collector he's hated he's not loved but jesus is coming for the worst of the worst i thank god for coming for me and i thank god that somehow you came here because this is a life-giving church and your life will be transformed because the power of jesus is here amen so he wanted to see who jesus was i'm in verse 3 i don't know if i can i'm going to be able to get through all 10 verses but i will try he he wanted to see who jesus was people around you want to see who jesus is and unless you go and share with them they're not going to know they're not going to see pastor andrew and pastor chantal or myself or my wife we're not going to go minister to them because they're not in our circle they're not in our reach but you are see when celebrities commit suicide it's a big deal we're, we're heartbroken and you know a couple of weeks ago the celebrities back to back committed suicide one got murdered last week and we're like feeling so sorry and but what about the people that are not celebrities what about the lady who jumped off the building just over a week ago that nobody heard about we only know because there was a traffic jam it didn't even make the 6:00 news there are people dying there are people living in depression and darkness and hopelessness hurting themselves cutting themselves unless you and i go and reach them and say jesus loves you they're not going to hear it or it might be too late when you go out to eat eat for $5 and tip your waiter $20 and they'll be like why you? you know because christians have a reputation of being stingy i don't know about you but why can't we be generous people for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son his one and best gift he lavishly gifted us he didn't send some other person or other animal or some other sacrifice he sent his only begotten son because he loves you unconditionally so unless you go they won't know you are called to be his hands and feet so our love our our job is to love those who are different than us 
I just want to be normal and I just want to reach people. I don't, if you want to wear a suit and tie, go for it. Whatever you want to be, be that. Be unique, be the person God created you to be and preach or teach or reach the unique way God created you to be. You don't have to be like Pastor Andrew or Chant- Pastor Chantal or like myself or anybody that you see on TV and feel insecure. Because see, the inadequacy stops us. When we compare ourselves with others, it stops us and it brings death. Inadequacy. Man, you have a nice birthday. Your family got you a nice cake from Metro. Cute balloons and those little cute gifts, you know, they just put it. Nice $15, $14.99 cake. And you cut it and you're like, wow, my family loves me so much. And then on Monday, you're at work, you have break time, whatever, and you're like, let me just go on Facebook and let me just uh, check the news feed, just catch up with my friends, what's going on. You know, news feed on Facebook can ruin your life. Scrolling. Oh, my friend has a birthday too. Oh, wow, look at that cake. Well, it looks like a custom cake. Wow, expensive. Look at that icing and the work on it. Oh, wow. Oh, they got lots of pictures. Okay. Oh, everybody's dressed up. Oh, they're wearing oh gowns and suits. Oh, what is it in a banquet hall? In Hawaii. And so many likes, so many shares. Man, I hate my life. I hate my family. Metro cake with fake balloons and fake gifts. I can't even open them. There's nothing in it. Inadequacy. If you allow inadequacy, you start comparing and you start believing that you're worthless. And that's exactly what the devil wants you to believe. Don't let that stop you from sharing the love of Jesus with others. Man, you be at the same event. Someone takes a picture, you take a picture. Put it up on Instagram because now I'm going to put filters on it. (laughs) Exact same location, same event, same everything. They get more likes. Maybe I'm I'm not not a good photographer. Maybe Maybe people don't like me. And so you just allow these things just to grow and grow and grow to the point that you're completely shut down and you lose your hope. Don't get to that place. Remember the day when Jesus found you. Remember the person that invited you to this church. There's a story that really happened to them. And God wants to use you the same way to reach somebody else who's in darkness. Not for religious sake, but for relationship sake. Because Jesus loves you unconditionally. He knows you inside out. And He still loves you. Man, I don't know if we could do that for one another. If we know each other inside out. Man, if you give me your child, I will be nice to your child. But if your child has dirty diaper, I'm sorry. I will not come near your child. I will hold your child like this. But if it's my child, I don't care. I will hold my child. It can be dirty, stinky, doesn't matter. It's mine. That's the kind of love Jesus has for you. That's the kind of love Jesus wants to bring and demonstrate to this world that he loves us in our deepest mess in our messiest of decisions we made and he can still bring us out and turn something good out of our lives he can take our ashes and turn it into beauty and that's exactly what he's doing to Zacchaeus on the last week of his life he's coming to meet this sinner 
We make excuses. We're too busy. We are too busy listening to the crowd. And we want the people's opinion. You know, it's none of your business to know what others are saying about you. Because that will add on to your inadequacy. So ignore the crowd as you go after the lost. And the time is limited. The time is limited. Verse 4, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. You know, you can never run ahead of Jesus. We think we're running ahead of Jesus. Maybe we think we are hiding from Jesus. We think we're... You can't. He has a plan for your life. You're not a mistake. Maybe your parents said you're a mistake. Maybe they said you are an accident. Maybe you're an accident to the point that they named you God's will. But I want to tell you, life has purpose. If your heart is still beating, it's a gift from God. Use it for His glory. Despite what you think you're inadequate about. So he runs ahead. You can't, but you can never run ahead of Jesus because he already has a plan. He already orchestrated this appointment with Zacchaeus in that same way. God has divine appointments for you every day. Man, if you don't allow him, you're not going to see it. But if you say, Lord, this morning I give it to you and I want you to lead me to divine appointments. And I want my heart to break when I see somebody that doesn't know you. I don't have it all together because the devil will remind you how weak and fragile and how sinful you are but you say lord i I don't have it in my weakness i can demonstrate your strength so lord come with me speak through me and take me to these divine appointments someone's waiting to receive jesus through you today this week don't postpone it because it might be too late we always say tomorrow tomorrow we are busy Busyness is the crowd. Busyness comes between you and Jesus. Busyness comes between you and you introducing Jesus to others. On Friday, my co-worker worked. This is when I was at the bank. Healthy, hockey-playing, strong man whose mother is a nutritionist. And he is very strong guy. Friday, he was alive. Saturday, he dropped dead. 24 years old. No indication. And I... Like, God, did I do enough? I spoke to him about Jesus. We talked about church. See, on your deathbed, on the last moment of your life, you're not going to be worried about how many friends you had, how many likes you had, how popular you were on social media. The very thing that you're going to be concerned about is, did I do enough for Jesus? And I'm not saying that to put pressure on you. I'm saying that to motivate you that we need to take the time that God has given us. The time is at hand. It's now. We have to share the love of Jesus in our own way, in our look for opportunities. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. So Jesus talks to Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus comes down immediately and Jesus says, I must stay at your house today. So we don't know that Jesus met Zacchaeus before. Or that there was other opportunities or why he's there. But he knows his name. Jesus knows your name. You are not an accident. He knows your name. He has your name written on the palm of his hand. That's how much he loves you. Man, if I I ask my wife, can I tattoo your name on my body? Because this is a permanent thing. We're in this ride or die. But the Lord has your name engraved in the palm of his hand. You are the apple of his eye. Maybe your family rejected you. Maybe nobody values you. 
But I'm here to tell you that you are validated. You are loved. You are accepted. You are freed because of Jesus. Verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter. See the crowd, people's opinion and people's rumors that they make up against you. They, they, they called him short, but now they call him a sinner. So if you dwell on the inadequacies and the titles and the labels people give you, you will not be able to live to your full potential. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, verse 8, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. See, he had an encounter with Jesus. No one had to preach at him. No one had to, Jesus didn't have to beat him up. But there was a supernatural thing that happened. That very thing that you're struggling with, the very thing that's been a pattern, when you allow Jesus into your heart, he will give you the supernatural power to be transformed. And this man who was known as a cheat, as a thief, he's being overly generous, genuinely generous because of the love that he has encountered. And that is him realizing that he's loved, accepted, freed and forgiven. What would you do if you knew that? That you are loved, you are freed, you are accepted, you are forgiven. That's my third point. You are accepted. Don't wait for validation from the world. You are already loved. God proved it already on the cross when he died on the cross and he stretched out his arms and he said, this much I love you. What more are we waiting for? It's time to go. It's time to share the love of Jesus. And Jesus speaks to him directly. He doesn't speak to the crowd. And Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son. You are a son. You are a daughter of the most high God. So don't let no foolish boyfriend abuse you, not treat you the right way or don't be in in a situation where you feel trapped you are loved you are accepted you are forgiven all power of heaven the power of jesus the anointing of the holy spirit is with you and in you for you to make history for him for the son of man came to seek and save the lost i want to finish by sharing one story true story that happened a few years ago a man went downtown where the prostitutes are. He went there. And this man asked one of the prostitutes, what is your rate? And she told the rate. He said, okay, I'll pay you the rate. Come. So they went, they sat down in a private place. And this man started to share the love of Jesus to her. He paid to get her attention. And now he is sharing the love of Jesus. She accepted Jesus that night. Up until then, you can imagine the life of a prostitute. She was hurt. She was broken. She was a drug addict. She was cutting herself. But this man answered the divine appointment that God had for him. And he boldly went with the strength that God gave him into a very uncomfortable situation. Went down there. Paid a price. You know, following Jesus is not all cotton candy and roses there's a price to pay there is a sacrifice to be made but in the end it's worth it when you see a life transformed by the love of Jesus man there's no greater joy when in Calgary that lady said yes I want Jesus in my heart I was like God I cannot express how happy how joyful I'm like yes Lord 
in that same way so this prostitute accepted Jesus she got saved and fast forward many years later this woman I'm not going to say her name this woman is making history for Jesus right now in this country media musicals productions all up there reaching millions of people because one man answered the call of God and went as a evangelist as a vessel so i want to encourage you today as i as i finish you have one life to live don't waste it you cannot waste your life on inadequacy it's not worth it it's only going to get worse but say lord i have nothing to give except my heart i rededicate my life to you use me for your glory i don't want to live for selfish reasons because if i live for inadequacy i'm going to compare myself with others I'm going to want to get a bigger this, bigger that. And in the end, it's all a waste. Solomon had thousand wives. In the end, he's like, it's all, doesn't matter. You have one life to live. Know him and make him known. Turn the city upside down for the glory of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this moment lord those who are on the fence those who are not sure what they're supposed to do father i pray lord jesus that you would just speak to their hearts right now and that you would remove every fear every anxiety every limitation that they've been believing and that father that they will step up and say i'm not just going to come and receive from this church but i'm going to be a messenger for jesus and today it starts today I'm just going to even start with a smile and just share the love of God wherever I go. So Father, I bless everyone that is here. I bless Pastor Andrew, Pastor Chantal, their family, Surf City Church. Lord, I bless them and I thank you, God, that you called this church not to be an ordinary church, but a, but a, a, a church that will be a church that will lead and pastor many other churches, many other branches. I thank you, God, for this church already turning the city upside down. I pray that it won't be just the pastor's burden or the, the team's burden, but everyone in this church will be someone that goes and reaches the lost for the glory of Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen.